All the Lonely People. Written and produced by me, Jason Nelson. Chapter 14 Daddy! Eleanor rushes in, hugging me around my knees. My parents follow behind her, their faces strained and their body language cautious. My dad nods to me while my mother asks how I'm doing. I lie, saying I'm doing much better. There were some things I needed to process, I say. My mother surveys the wanton destruction laid about the house, and with a sigh begins picking up garbage and random pieces of clutter. I sigh and do the same as my dad takes Eleanor and her suitcase upstairs. While in the kitchen, putting dirty dishes in the sink and dishwasher, my mother tells me that I'm a good dad. I'm trying, I tell her. You need to do better, she tells me, and the confrontation, subtle and quiet as it was, is now over. In that statement, though, lay the heart of the matter. Even when I voiced that I was trying, the truth was that long ago I had stopped trying and let things grow stagnant. I built habits around that laziness, and now that it was just me all alone without Veronica to help pick me up, I didn't know where to start. We ate dinner together, my parents left, and I was back into the role of a parent. Eleanor and I went upstairs and we unpacked her suitcase, putting away the neatly folded clothes in her drawer. She pulled out one dress in particular, exclaiming that this new dress was her favorite dress ever. Grabbing her toiletries, we headed into the bathroom for bath time. She hopped onto the toilet to do her business without her potty seat, balancing like a big girl. We sat and stood quietly as the bathtub filled up. Eleanor grabbed a couple toys and threw them in before climbing in herself. As she lay there, floating in the water, I asked, How is Grandma and Grandpa's? Good, she says. Did you guys do anything fun? We went to the zoo. Oh, yeah. What was your favorite animal? The monkey. It was so, so funny. Cool, I say. And we lapsed into silence. After a while, she says, I can count to ten. One to here. One, two, three, four, five, six. I need my hair washed. Make sure you use conditioner so it can be silky and smooth. Did Grandma teach you that? I ask. Yeah, she says. And so I wash her hair. Washing hair is easy of a task as it is was always something that was nitpicked. When Veronica was still around, I would do bath time, and on the day she asked me to wash Eleanor's hair, I would do so. Without fail, after 
Every bath as Eleanor sat on her bed and Veronica brushed her hair, Veronica would ask, Did you put conditioner in? I could never get the combination of the right amount, application, and time in hair. There was always the question of whether or not I could accomplish this simple task, and apparently I never could. Eleanor asked to help, and so I put a little squirt of shampoo in her hands, and she proceeded to massage it in as I did the same. She laid down in the water, letting the soap fan out like a halo as it rinsed out. I brushed the hair that wasn't in the water so that it could rinse as well. She sat up and I got out the dreaded conditioner, squirting a little bit in her hand and in my own, and together we rubbed it in. Somehow, we'd survive, silky and smooth hair or not. Out of the bathtub and somewhat dried off, we began our familiar routine of running and screaming down the hallway naked while I sat patiently on the floor, holding a nightgown and a clean pair of underwear. Once Eleanor was convinced to get dressed, we brushed teeth, and somehow in the mix of it, she rammed her shin into the step stool, and there's crying and screaming, and I feel helpless all over again. I try to tell her a joke to distract her from the pain, but she screams at me even louder for telling a bad joke. Even though she isn't bleeding, we put a bandage over the spot and suddenly everything is better. I asked her to get three books and she got twelve. I told her three again and she chooses four from her pile and I concede. Two books on princesses, one book with talking bears, and one book about a worm that could spit rhymes. As she climbed into bed and I tucked her in, Eleanor asked... Can you tell me a story about mommy? I think for a moment and begin. A long time ago, mommy was a princess that lived high atop a tower in a castle far, far away. Eleanor laughs. Mommy wasn't a princess. Mommy was just mommy. Fair enough. I start again. When you were growing in mommy's belly, she was so excited to meet you. When you'd kick and move around, mommy would talk to you and tell you about her day and about all the exciting things we would do with you once you came into the world. She would play music and dance around the house. She would tell you to be strong and brave and fierce and to grow into the best version of yourself. And when you decided to come into the world, we were ready for you. And Mommy was very brave and strong. You came out and Mommy cried because of how happy she was and held you and gave you kisses. You opened your eyes and you saw her and she thought you were the most wonderful thing in the whole world. Mommy held you and you grabbed her finger and held on to. She never let you go. At some point, Eleanor had crawled out of her bed and into my lap. 
I held her as the story went on, talking about how she grew from a tiny little infant into an army-crawling, screeching, laughing little baby. Eleanor would laugh the littlest thing, reserving her belly laughs for a game of peekaboo. During days when naps were difficult, Veronica would load Eleanor into a stroller and walk around our neighborhood. The cries and screams would end as Eleanor would stare at the sky and the trees passing overhead. When Eleanor caught the flu, Veronica stayed up with her, holding and rocking her until they both passed out. When Eleanor was old enough but still too young to understand what princesses were, Veronica would play dress-up with her, parading around the house in their regality, even when she was too sick. At night, when Eleanor wouldn't fall asleep after a nap too early in the day, Veronica would stay up with her, reading until ultimately Eleanor fell asleep. On and on the memories went, with Eleanor snuggling deeper into my arms. I miss Mommy, she whispers. I know, baby. I pause for a moment, seeing the rabbit hole before me. Would you want to see Mommy again? I ask. You mean in heaven? Eleanor asks. Something like that. I say. I hold her tightly in my arms, imagining the possibility of her having Veronica as a mother again. I think of the time I spent with the other Veronica a few hours before and all the things I missed about her and all the things I knew Eleanor needed from a mother. All those wishes and what-ifs began to take form and I began to see the event horizon, light falling in all around us, and we began pushing towards it. I could feel myself beginning to shake. Opening an eye, I could see my arms and hands and crisscross legs vibrating, shimmering in the dimness of the nightlight. Closing my eyes again, I can see the light behind my eyes redshift and then nothingness, feeling like we were getting pulled into the horizontal ring. Eleanor is calm, and I pull her in closer to me, holding her even tighter. I can see the future laid out before us with all my unintentional failings and how they would create a broken shell of what Eleanor's true potential was. I closed my eyes and began pouring every ounce of my will into a singular goal. Something breaks inside me, but I keep holding on. Eleanor grasps my forearm, calmly facing the unknown. I love you, Daddy, she says. Then all is still and quiet except for the quiet resonance of something somewhere vibrating. Eleanor is gone, and I am all alone.
All the Lonely People is written and produced by me, Jason Nelson. Original soundtrack and composition by Tone of Just Tone Music. Sound editing by Brian Kaler. This show is made possible and ad-free through your contributions. You can support us at patreon.com slash people. You can also purchase our ebook on amazon.com, as well as our soundtrack through iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite player. Spread the word about this podcast by following us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching for All the Lonely People Podcast. Leave us a review on iTunes. Share it with your friends. And remember, don't be lonely. <laughs>